Blog Talk Radio. We all have inner work to do. Real life, real faith is an opportunity to connect with Cheryl and her guests as they take you on a journey to help you become your authentic self. Whether you need help goal setting, developing coping skills, or connecting with a power greater than yourself, Cheryl is here to walk with you on your path to personal transformation. Get inspired as Cheryl lets you become an active participant or just sit back and glean from the messages delivered. It's Real Life, Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Real Life, Real Faith. I am your host, Cheryl Lacey Donovan, and we are thrilled to be with you on this evening. Uh, Today we're going to talk a little bit about a conference that's coming up on this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's being held here in Houston, Texas. And it is entitled The Alabaster Box Experience, You Don't Know. The premise behind this particular uh, conference is that you may see my glory, but you don't know my story. We wanted to bring something that was very authentic, something that was very transparent, um, and then put a praise on it, as they say. Uh, We'll have speakers that will be there telling their testimonies through a panel discussion where the people in the audience will actually ask those panelists about the experiences that they've dealt with. Panelists will be speaking from areas of child abuse, incest, molestation, addiction, and ultimately forgiveness and what it took for them to get to a place where they could forgive those individuals that may have perpetrated some of these things against them and how that has helped them to move forward and see all the promises that God has intended for their lives. Our guest speakers are some phenomenal women, and we're hoping that they, some of them at least will be able to join us here tonight for the, uh, for the, um, Broadcast, but if not, we're still going to go ahead and talk about the experience itself. The scripture that is the basis for the conference that's coming up is Luke 7 37 through 50, uh, which talks about the woman with the alabaster box. So we'll go through that as well. And uh, we just want you to stay with us on tonight and find out more about what we'll be doing this weekend and how you can be a part of that and perhaps even become someone that can deal with some of the women that will be there who happen to be counselors and life coaches and help you to help to coach you through some of the situations you may be dealing with. So tonight it's the Alabaster Box Experience. You don't know right here on Real Life, Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan. Back in just a moment. Yeah. 
is the news. This morning, we are saluting the 2.2 million women who have joined in the war effort. They now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. The prestigious Harvard Medical School is breaking ground today, opening its doors to new female applicants. Today, little girls all over the world look to the sky, where the first woman is now in space. Military stereotypes are challenged today with the trailblazing promotion of a U.S. female officer to four-star general. It was just announced that the vast majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. Welcome back to Real Life, Real Faith. This is Cheryl Lacey Donovan. And once again this afternoon, we're speaking about the Alabaster Box Experience. You don't know. This is a conference that's being held here in Houston, Texas, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Jones AME Praise and Worship Center, 115 West Road, Houston, Texas. The uh, event begins Friday night at 7 p.m., Saturday morning at 9 a.m., and then on Sunday at the 11 a.m. worship service. And we have some phenomenal women that will be joining us this weekend that don't mind being transparent, that don't mind allowing people to see their authentic selves, talking about all kinds of issues, including domestic violence, addiction, molestation, incest, child abuse, all of the things that many of us deal with on a day-to-day basis and yet uh, may find it difficult to overcome. And the, the base scripture for this weekend's conference is Luke 7, 37 through 50. I'm just going to read uh, the first couple of verses and talk about those a little bit before we get to one of our guests who happens to be a speaker or a panelist at the event this weekend. Uh, Luke 7, 37 says, And behold, a woman in the city which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment. Verse 38 says, and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Anybody that actually studies the word of God knows that Jesus often found himself in places and situations that were uncommon, uncommon, in particular the church folk. And and that's what strikes me the most about the life that he lived here on earth is that many times he found himself with people that may have felt as though they were unworthy of his presence or people that felt that they did not, uh, were not deemed worthy enough to be with him or to walk with him. And, And the church people were often the ones that chastised him, so to speak because they wanted to know, why is it that you are dealing with these people? Why is it that you are in their presence? Why are you even concerned about them? But at the end of the day, that is exactly what Jesus came to this earth for. While the the church people, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, uh, believed that he was here to be some type of physical warrior on their behalf, his actual kingship and the kingdom that he was seeking to create was one that had nothing to do with wars and, and, and fighting on a, on a personal level or on a natural level. His king, kingship and his kingdom was all about spiritual things and all about getting people spiritually prepared to be able to do what it is that they needed to do. So, I, you know, I can imagine that this woman 
entering into the company of Jesus where he was eating, you know, that said to me that she was very, very bold. Not only was she very bold, she had a huge amount of gratitude for what he had done for her in her life. And, you know, sometimes times people will try to make you believe that, oh, it doesn't take all that. When they see you crying or when they see you weeping or when they see you praising or worshiping God, but at the end of the day, just like the conference says, you don't know. You don't know my story. You don't know how God saved me. You were not there. So, yeah, it takes every bit of the worship and every bit of the praise that I can pour on him to thank him for what he's done. And I am not ashamed. I don't mind coming in, in into places where people may say I don't belong or into places where they may feel I should not be or or exhibiting my worship and my praise in a way that they feel is unnecessary or too much. You know what? At the end of the day, it's okay because that's just how grateful I am. And then when I think about the fact that she went in there and, and normally when you talked about anointing someone, it was not the feet that you anointed. It was the head. But she went to his feet and anointed his feet, and she had a lot of tears and washed them with the tears and with her hair. And even the letting down of her hair was something that was unnormal because you didn't do that in public. So it, it lets me know how grateful this woman is that God delivered her and, and provided a breakthrough for her and brought her out of what she was dealing with. And it speaks to the way that we need to be even now in letting God know how, how much we love him, how much we praise him, how worthy he is of our praise. So it, that, that speaks to what we want to do this weekend is to help the women to, to recognize, you know what, God has brought you through some things, and, and you need to um, get to a place where you don't care what people think or what people have to say. At the end of the day, I'm grateful, I'm thankful, and I just want to praise him and lift him up and worship him, and in so doing, allowing others to see that and let them know that if God brought me through, you know, in this situation, this woman was considered to be a prostitute. They say sinner, but they, she was a prostitute. If God was able to deliver me from that, then, oh, my God, how much more can he deliver somebody else? And so this evening, uh, right now, I have on the line both Nicolette Hines and Shamarian Bradley, who are a part of the conference that's happening this weekend. They are our panelists. Hello, ladies, and thank you so much for joining us here this evening. Hello. Good evening. Hello, hello, hello. Listen, I'm going to start with you, Nicolette, because I know that uh, you have an awesome testimony to tell, and I know the woman of God that you are. You are such a blessing to the kingdom. And I just want to ask you, why why do you feel it's necessary to be a part of what we're doing here this weekend? Praise God. I feel like it's necessary because so many people are going through the pain of their past, the pain of molestation, the pain of bad decisions that they have made, the pain of brokenheartedness, you know, the pain of broken homes, dysfunctional families and upbringings and generational curses and all of these different kind of things that we go through as women and even as men. But the things that we go through sometimes hinder us because the devil would love for us to have an issue that will stop our purpose. He would love for us to stop serving God and to give up on God and to doubt God and to doubt his power. Glory to God. And so with that being said, I am a living witness that every person that trusts in the almighty God that call on the name of Jesus, glory to God, can be free. They can be delivered. They can be whole. Glory to God. And, and I am grateful to God because he brought me out. 
He healed my broken heart. He, he he brought me out of prostitution. He brought me from a dysfunctional family when my parents was on drugs. He brought me from an addiction. You know, he, he, he healed me. I felt like I wanted to give up. And, and when I was depressed, you know, and when I was down, and I just felt like, hallelujah, that there was no God. He revealed himself mm-hmm. to me. That's why I know that I belong at this event so that I can help mm-hmm. some woman understand that her pain may be potent, but her purpose is dutimous. Her purpose is going to be powerful. So she got to actually mm-hmm. take hold of the process because even though it might feel like she's going to die, I am a witness that if she just pushed, the head is right there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what, one of the things that you said that was so profound is this whole generational curse, and sometimes I think we overlook that, and, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that we don't even understand what we're wrestling with, and the Bible is very clear when it says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and the rulers of darkness of this world, and I think a lot of times we spend way too much, we have way too much effort placed into trying to deal with people and things and places as opposed to actually dealing with things in the spiritual realm. And, and, and some of that is because of our carnal knowledge and, you know, we go to school, we get educated, and we really don't understand how those generational curses can truly keep us from being able to move forward in the things of God and to really see the blessings that God wants to place on our lives. And even one of you ladies can kind of speak to that as far as generational curses. I can tell you, you know, I thought that if I just moved uh, uh, moved a family member away from the person that I felt like would have been an influence over them, that that would help. That was before I really even understood what generational curses was about. But generational curses are real. And if we don't speak to those things and start dealing with those things, then they can truly keep hinder us, like you said earlier. Even when we go to the doctor's office and they ask us about family history, that that's part of it, family history. High blood pressure runs in my family. High cholesterol runs in my family. That's a generational curse. How, how important do you think it is for us to even identify that those exist in order for us to get over some of the things that we may be dealing with in our lives? Either one of you can speak to that. Well, I, you know, I, I always say that the thing about it is this, um, exposure leads to healing. Once that thing has been exposed, if, if the enemy can keep us quiet about it and keep it hidden, um, then that's the very thing that we will hold on to and continue to hold on to it. But once you begin to deal with it, um, and I, I'll go ahead and say this in, in, in leading into what I am to be talking about, which is incest this weekend, and I think that this whole experience is is just fantastic because uh, for so long we have said that what happens in the family stays in the family, and and I think that that is that it's um, it's horrible because no one gets healed. The person that it happened to doesn't get healed. The person who's doing it doesn't get healed, and he, he or she was probably it probably happened to them, and so that leads into the whole thing of generational curses. It is a thing that continues to go on, on and on and on, but someone has to get to the point say, wait a minute, I'm not going to allow this because God has given us the power. He has given us the strength to be able to cancel the assignment of the enemy. The blood still works. 
and we don't have to stay this way. We can we can we can um talk about this thing, expose this thing and get down to the very root cause of it. And that is the key. What is the root cause of this thing? Where did it come from and how did it happen? And and, and, and getting to the place to where we realize that we are not going to allow it to continue to rule our lives. Because that's exactly what it was doing for me. It was running my life. But I had to get to the point to where I realized, hey, wait a minute, I'm not going to give it the power. And, and, you know, we say this all the time, Cheryl, it happened to me, but it's not who I am. So, so I'm going to take hold to the very thing that God, the power that God has given me, and I'm going to release this thing. And in the process of me releasing it, because I may be bold enough in the Holy Ghost to say something about it, someone else uh, may come forth. Mm-hmm. That was Shamirian Brantley. She is also one of the panelists that's going to be with us this weekend at the Alabaster Box Experience. You don't know. And what was very poignant about what you said is that, you know, we, especially in the African American community, what happens in the house stays in the house. And I really think that that has been a, to our detriment because some things have been allowed to happen over and over and over again because nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to be transparent. And and that's one of the things that I think is going to really begin to set people free. You know, even in the in the, in the the church, we, we don't want to address some of these things that we know are happening. We would rather look the other way and not, and not call it what it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not helpful. It's not. It, nobody can get healed. Nobody can become whole. And that's really why I think that a lot of times we go to a lot of these events and, and nothing ever changes, nothing ever happens. And one of the things we want to do differently here is to actually connect the women that, that believe that they have dealt with these situations with other women that can mentor them, coach them, counsel them, whatever it takes, so that once the event is over, they don't have to feel like, you know, I felt good for this day, but after that, you know, now what do I do? Where do I go? Who, you know, who can I talk to? Who can I call and they can pray for me? So that that's one of the things that we're trying to add into this this weekend. And, Nicolette, I know that you deal with uh, um, women and families on a consistent basis that find themselves in these situations. What What do you think? is necessary to really help the women to get to a place where they can kind of stand on their own two feet and say, you know what, like Shay said, this happens to me, but it does not necessarily have to define who I am. Praise God, praise God. One of the things that I realized and that God has really been laying on my heart is that there has to be some type of mentorship and some type of um trauma recovery type of event for women. I think that women need that place where they can actually come together with other women and be able to share past their experiences, be able to glean strength from other women who have overcome their challenges. And we have conferences once, you know, some people have conferences once a year and some may have conferences quarterly, but I truly believe that there should be some type of ongoing mentorship for women you know, so that they can be able to continue to break cycles, you know, because one of the things I realize is that we have to break habits because habits is what cause us to pass down generational curses. 
it's just like in our families, you know, uh, you said something about the, the heart disease and the passing down the health challenges that, that they ask about when we go to the doctor, uh, it, does this run in your family, you know, those kind of things. Well, one of the things that we do in our families and in our homes is we, we keep eating fat back and we keep eating chitlins and we keep eating fried chicken, you know, and we keep, that's our generational curse that we keep passing down generation to generation. But when we begin to break cycles, we start eating healthy. We stop doing the things that our grandmother did, our grandfather did, and all of these things that cause these heart this heart disease or this high blood pressure or this diabetes. And we begin to break cycles in our life. And that goes with anything, whether it be, you know, uh, divorce or promiscuity or alcoholism or addiction, breaking cycles, you know, in our lives and breaking bad habits is what, what will help us to not pass down generational curses. And I truly believe that some type of mentorship program, which which I desire to really keep going, you know, on a monthly basis with um, with mm-hmm. women that have gone through traumatic experiences in their lives or trying to break cycles in their lives, you know, is beneficial, whether it be at their church or whether it be with a women's group or wherever it is, just to have that ongoing um, connection to be able to break those bad habits and retrain our thought process to get better results. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, that's one of the things that we are are looking to achieve through the conference this weekend is to, is to collectively identify those mentors, counselors, coaches, those uh, ministries, organizations, et cetera, that actually are out there and available for women to connect with well, on wherever it is. You know, Houston is a huge city, so, you know, there there is enough, there are enough places out there and enough uh, areas where people can go to and, and connect, even if it's, you know, not in Houston, even if it's just a, a teleconference or a or a, a, a webinar, a video, something. something. I, I just believe that there needs to be access for women and not just a one-day thing. Like you said, it, it, whatever happened to them, all of the build-up, all of the whatever they're dealing with is not something that's going to be uh, taken away in one day or even in one weekend. It's, it's a process, and that process needs to be undergirded and strengthened by other women who are not afraid, who are not ashamed, who don't mind taking time out of their schedules to really speak to those issues and help those women to get to where they need to go. And, and it's so much stuff. You know, women tend to deal with, with far more sometimes, I believe, than, than men do because of just by virtue of who they are, you know, having children and, and uh, you know, being nurturers and being, in many cases, providers in their families and what have you. And I just think that we need to make that, that follow-up, that, that connection that we're all talking about so that these women have some places, some place to go. And I know that um, Shamarian, you have a a women's ministry, Ladies Living for the Lord, and Nicolette, I know you have Woman Up Ministries. So Shamarian, I'm going to give you a few minutes to talk a little bit about Ladies Living for the Lord and how women can connect with that. And then Nicolette, with your Woman Up Ministries, if you could let the people know how they connect with you as well. So Shamarian, you can go first. Amen. Um, I, I want to say this first, um, Cheryl. One of the other things that I was thinking about as we were talking is not only our women, but one thing that I've learned through the process of Ladies Living for the Lord is that we need to reach back 
to our younger women because things are happening to children um, even more now so than, than ever before. And, and yes, we have women's conferences and we go to uh, classes and we do all kind of stuff, but we also need to take the opportunity to, to reach our younger uh, daughters. I, I, the, one of the conferences we had a couple of years ago was Defining Our Daughters. And and I and I thank God that He brought it back to me that you know I, I need to get back in it and do something else about it because I don't know uh, at what age things happened with Nicolette but I was young and so we and 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 since that time I've talked to several several young young ladies what things have happened to them and they really don't understand and I think we can avoid them going through some of the hurt and some of the pain that we went through if we were to catch them at a younger age. So I, I, I do think that is very, very important. I thank God for uh, ladies living for the Lord. God uh, allowed me to oversee this ministry, and it's, it's his ministry. Um, we are in the process of revamping everything and moving, uh, but you can always reach us on uh, Facebook at Ladies Living for the Lord, or you can uh, uh, reach us at Ladies Living for the Lord at yahoo.com. And we are looking um, to just complete more things and, and grab hold to our younger generations and just to do more kingdom building and, and allow healing to come forth. It's one of the things that the mentors said. We are seeking to strengthen women through God's word by the power by the power of the word, um, just transforming their lives and allowing healing to come forth. So I just thank God for it. And Nicolette, what about Woman Up Ministry? Praise God, praise God. I am <clears throat> right now just honored that God would even um, give vision concerning uh, his women, and I am in agreement with um, with the woman of God. I truly believe that the younger women, but my heart goes out to the young adult women, the young adult women, because I feel like once they get out of high school that the young adult women try to find their way and they find themselves lost. They don't know what's next, a lot of them. You know, even when they go to college, sometimes they lose their way in college. Sometimes they don't know how to choose the right mate. They're so engulfed in relationships and the fairy tale fantasies of Cinderella's and all of this stuff. And, and when they hit the real world, what's next? You know, in teaching those young adult women what's important is, 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 is to me has become a passion. So Woman Up Ministry is starting once again. We revamped as well, and we are starting our Woman Up Empowerment Sessions, and we have given birth to a young adult women's ministry called In Power, I-N Power, In Power. And so to empower our young adult women for life, you know, to teach them about being mature, about developing into womanhood, you know, especially embracing those young girls who don't didn't have parents. They may have come from the foster care system or they may not have the adequate parenting that they needed. So embracing those younger women, and we'll be having those meetings on a monthly basis as far as the Woman Up Ministry Empowerment, and that is basically 
to unify as a as a whole other women ministries together to strengthen those women that are broken. You know, um, what I realize is that it's not one person that is able to carry this load, but together and collaboratively we come together and we gather strength from one another and we're able to help, you know, our sisters and brothers in a more effective way. So, yes, and you can find us at www dot nicolettehines.com that's the website um every event that we have or everything that we will have coming up will be posted on the website and we're also on facebook under nicolette hines ministries so you can find anything dealing with warming up ministries on facebook or on that website www nicolette n-i-c-o-l-e-t-t-e hines h-i-n-e-s dot com Amen, amen. So there you have it, two of the awesome women of God that will be joining us this weekend for the Alabaster Box Experience. You don't know. You do not want to miss this. This is going to be an experience of a lifetime, and if we have anything to say about it, it's not going to be a one-hit wonder. You've heard that one of the organizations is talking about working with the younger uh, younger girls that may be dealing with and going through some of these situations. The other one is talking about working with the young adult women, and we will have many, many more of our speakers and panelists that will be there that are all involved with ministry, that have a heart for women, and we really really want to make this connection so that there is follow-up after the fact so that we can help these women finally be released from the bondage and the shackles that they've been held in so that they can truly experience the abundant life that Jesus came, hung, led, and died for and rose again for that we would have. So I thank both of you ladies for joining me here tonight. I look forward to seeing you all this weekend. God bless you and thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you so much for having Amen. me, Cheryl. Thank you. God bless you, Cheryl. Amen. Amen. Don't miss out on it this weekend. It's the Alabaster Box Experience. You don't know. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, May 19th, 20th, and 21st, being held at Jones AME Praise and Worship Center, 115 West Road, Houston, Texas. Friday night, the event will begin at 7 p.m. with prayer, and then Saturday morning will begin at 9 a.m. with prayer, and then on Sunday we will close out with an 11 a.m. worship service here in Houston, Texas. We also want to remind you that you can connect with us on Facebook at Real Life Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan. You can connect with us on Twitter at Real Faith Mag, that's Real Faith Mag as in magazine, and on Instagram at Real Life Real Faith. And as always, we want to remind you that God can do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. Be blessed.